0: hello hello who even is this who even am i why are we even here happy new year and welcome back to but where are you fucking from okay it doesn't have a swear word in the title of my podcast but i just felt like swearing today because i am so happy to be recording a podcast again This is a very impromptu decision. I was in the shower and I was almost acting out what I would talk about on the podcast. And then I was like, why don't I just fucking do it then? Just do it. Just sit down and do it. And I think, I don't know, but I feel like this isn't a comeback episode. This is not a series intro because I don't know whether I'm going to commit to that. I'm just going to slowly creep back in with a little intro episode, talk about the past few months for a bit, there's no script, I've not really written anything down other than a few bullet points, and we're just going to have a chatty little update catch-up thing. So when did I last do an episode? Was it back in October? I really don't know, maybe I should have researched that. You'll see on my Instagram somewhere I posted about it and I was like, I'm going to take a break. And it was the best thing that I have done for my mental health, my time, the podcast, because it gave me loads of time to actually think about what I wanted to do. And I've been writing down little thoughts here and there, how I want the podcast to look, to be structured. What guests do we want on? Do we even want guests? Um, And it's really given me more time to just think about my life as well really you know just just take a step back and not commit to a weekly thing so i've been thinking about if i do come back and i'm not saying this is a comeback because i don't want to be held accountable to that but if i do it will probably be either a bi-weekly thing so every two weeks or it's going to be impromptu which i know goes against every rule of content creation, like you have to have consistency, people like to know what day that you're uploading. I get it, I get it, okay? But just knowing the way that I work, knowing the way my brain works, I think we have to play to our strengths here. And my strengths are not in planning the podcast. My strengths are probably in having a thought and then running with it very spontaneously. I think is the vibe. So what's new? Firstly, we've had 2021. Happy New Year, we've had. (laughs) Firstly, 2020 is over. It's done. We're in 2021. Welcome to the future. Um, I moved house. Yeah, so it must have been end of October that I stopped stopped the podcast because I moved house end of October. And now my flat by myself, which I... Fucking love. If you haven't seen my Instagram, I'm at itsvivial and I have bought a blush pink sofa. Um, we don't have a dining room table yet, but that's okay. Uh, we're still furnishing, but I'm just trying to take it easy and slow because I, I burned a lot of money moving into this house and bought a lot of shit that I didn't need, like a tray from BM that doesn't even work and random, random shit that I just did not need to buy. But we're taking it easy i'm loving being in the city center um despite the fact that obviously it's been closed for most of the time that i've been here i've actually just really enjoyed exploring the city from the outside and also delivery <laughs> delivery has been so good i have also thrown myself back into the dating scene. I think when I was living back at home, at my mum's, like, I did date a few people here and there, but it wasn't anything really substantial. And I then put a lot of energy, a lot of energy into dating. I probably was averaging about a date a week. I dated how many men? 10? walking dates or something like that, 10, like, you know, just seeing how it goes with people. And it was exactly what I wanted to do. My goal was to see what was out there, see what talent was out there. And let me tell you, I've got some stories. I have got some fucking stories (laughs) and they are so funny, which brings me onto my next point. So I've been listening to so many podcasts, to do with dating and relationships. Um, I've been listening to a lot of anti-racism podcasts. The Yikes podcast is a brilliant one. If you haven't heard of it, please go check it out. It's by Michaela Loach and Joe Becker. And they talk a lot about intersectional climate activism, anti-racism work, and I'm subscribed to their Patreon, which like, you pay, I think it's like a five or a month and you get additional content. And I've learned so much from them. But aside from that, I've been listening to podcasts around dating, I just, I really enjoy them, and I think I've mentioned this quite a few times before, Uh, I listen to Brown Girls Do It Too, which is, I think it's a BBC podcast, and it's South Asian women, I think it's three or two South Asian women, who talk about sex, talk about sex in a very, very open way, and I love that, and then I've also been listening to this um, one called Call Her Daddy, which is it was two women and there was a lot of controversy around them having a big argument about the podcast. But anyway, they talk about sex too in a very, very open way. And then I was like, wait a second, are there any, are there any East or Southeast Asian podcasts which really talk about sex in a very, very open, vulgar and honest way? And I was thinking about it and I was like, no, there's not, there's not really. And I've touched on it before, but in a very like, oh, you know, sex is, you know, something that we are fetishized for and all this kind of stuff. But have we actually talked about the ins and outs, the the dirty, disgusting, everything else that comes along with sex on this podcast? Not really. And I want to open this up. I want I want this to be part of the discussion because we all do it. I mean, I mean, most of us do it. <laughs> it's very natural. And yet we shy away from this topic. It's like, I don't talk about sex with any, any of my friends, I think. All I do is, yeah, I don't. I listen to the podcast about it. But we shy away from this topic because it makes us uncomfortable. And we have to ask ourselves, why does it make us uncomfortable when we talk about sex? Is it because we are, as women shamed into not talking about sex because somehow that makes us promiscuous and therefore lessens our value why do we not talk about it it's fun sex is fun and i want to start bringing this into the podcast so i'm going to start off by telling you a bit about my dating life 2020 was not the year for dating i slept with we're going to be open here i slept with a total of two people last year which obviously makes sense given COVID. Two people, and I had sex six times. Six times within the year. Now, if you think about someone in a relationship, in a long term, steady relationship with a, you know, a, a sex life, they might have sex, what, two, three times a week? So that's like, say if you have sex three times a week. So you would have hit that quota of six times um, within two weeks. Great maths there, Viv. Well done. I had that in a year (laughs) and yet because I'm single and dating men you know that could be perceived as me being promiscuous you know that opens up people to slut shame me as if somehow me having different penises in my vagina like Elizabeth mentioned in the last episode I don't know whether you remember a few months ago Somehow your vagina knows the difference between another man's penis and that makes you lesser of a woman somehow and it devalues you. It just makes no sense. So I want to start being open about this. I want to start talking about this more so and putting it out there like sex is a great thing. Sex is fun. Sex is also complicated. It's messy. It's a laugh. And we want to start being very open here on this podcast more so about that sexual liberation if you're not comfortable with that then I guess this is not the podcast for you anymore and that's okay but we're also still going to talk about other topics um I when I first started the podcast back in March fucking hell I cannot believe it's nearly been a year since I started the podcast I was very, very narrow minded in the sense that I was just speaking to someone like me, which is completely fine. And I think a lot of people have identified with it and I, I've, I felt very validated throughout the whole process. I've had nothing but amazing comments and friends have been made from it and it, you know, it sparked off so many incredible things. Um, but I definitely have learned a lot and unlearned a lot throughout the whole process, like thinking back, In the podcast I've probably been transphobic, fatphobic, um, said some problematic things along the way and so I really want to check my own ego in that way as well. Um, I think just I would probably cringe looking back and listening to some of the podcast episodes but we live and we learn and we move on and that's all we can do. We can always just do better. Um, So I want to start talking about that and... I want to hear what you all have to think about that as well. Because is that something that you feel you would want to hear on this podcast? I mean, I'm not giving you a choice because I'm going to do it anyway. But it's always really good to hear your opinions as well. So please feel free to drop me a DM at itsvivial. Um And I want to talk about some dating stories as well. Um, I've had some really really funny dates. I've had some really mundane, boring dates. Uh, one most notable occasion for me um, was this man who I'm, I was speaking to on Tinder. And then we progressed to WhatsApp. We were voice noting for a bit. We then progressed onto like, phone calls. We've had two one hour long phone calls. And that was lovely he works as a director and he's directing like some sky drama and he's based in manchester at the moment but he's going back like mid-jan or something and i I said to him my secret fantasy is for someone to send me food like a man to send me food and gifts and he was like okay what's your address i say i'll send you some food tonight (laughs) okay yes i know giving out your address to a random tinder man is not a great idea but I googled this man, he has a Wikipedia page, okay, and I know this does not make him exempt from being a predator or a stalker or whatever, but, like, he has a presence, so he's directed some big things, he's, you know, got a social media presence, uh, his voice was coherent with the YouTube videos that I watched of him, um, and he just seemed like a an all round you know, very interesting person, and so I sent him my address, <laughs> and then he sent me food, and he sent me like 50 quid worth of fried chicken and chips. There was literally like three meals in one. It came with a milk tea drink and also a really cute bulldog shaped dessert, which looked way too real. Uh, You can see this on my Instagram somewhere. I've got it saved in the highlights um, and I documented the whole thing. Uh, But this guy has set the bar because he's not wanted anything in exchange, like not even a nude. (laughs) He's just been like, here's some food. This is the nice thing for me to do. And I've insisted on sending food back to him, but he's not taking it. He's like, do you know what? It's okay, don't worry about it. It's a shame because we've not actually met and I don't think we will do. And we did try to arrange a walking date, but he had to work in the end. So he seems like someone who's very dedicated to his craft, um, which I really admire, but we haven't met. We haven't met. I'm not even like FaceTimed him or anything. He won't do that either. He's just some mysterious enigma who's uh, sending random Tinder women food. I do wonder how often he does this because it does work. Cause now I've definitely put him on a pedestal thinking that he is God's gift. And I don't even know what he looks like. But I think that's a really good trick. If you are a man who is looking to date someone, consider offering just sending them food such a it just speaks to me so much. It's my love language. Food is my love language. And so I would like to see more of this. I really what I've been doing recently is I've been on the dating apps and I've like moved my age up to I think like mid forties just so I can match with older men in the hope that they will send me food or gifts. Is that exploitative? Yes. But we live in a man's world and we've got to take what we can get so far it's not the only thing i've got is fried chicken out of it it's not really worked but i'm all for it i'm all for women getting gifts and being sent stuff because we are exploited enough in this world so if we can exploit men just a tiny bit and if it's if it's you know consensual you know we're not forcing them to do this then why the hell not why the hell not i've also recently have had like so he's like a notorious person in the filming industry and whatnot tv and film and then also like i've just encountered people who are not famous but are just within the sphere of like the media so i dated someone no i didn't date someone i went on one date with a guy who used to be the ex-bassist of the band the cortinas which I think it's a pretty famous band, but I didn't know that much about them. I've only just heard of their names and I couldn't couldn't name you one song of theirs. There's one called, like, You're Only 19 Forever. No, what is it? You're, You're not 19 forever. So he was the bassist of that band. So I was like, cool. And then he's now an accountant. He left that band and he's pursued a career in finance. And I'm like, that's pretty interesting, actually we'll go on a date together and we talked a lot about food and like you know he likes to ferment things and he likes to garden he seemed very wholesome I was like look at this rock star turned accountant turned gardener type person this guy is you know multifaceted let's go on a date and see what happens so we went on a walking date straight away he he just had accountant vibes and no offense if you're an accountant but he wasn't he just we just didn't gel okay we didn't gel and the best thing though to come out of that date was um the kimchi that he brought me at the end of the date it was so funny though because at the end of the date we we were having a coffee and we were sat outside the marina which is near my house like near this canal thing and like his body language was clearly like he wanted to go. Like I was sat quite relaxed, drinking my coffee with my feet up on this bench thing, just like chatting away. And he he literally had his whole body turned away from me. His, You know, you look up someone's feet and if they're talking to you and their feet are turned away from you, that's a surefire sign that they don't want to be talking with you or engaging with you. But it wasn't just his feet. It was his entire body. <laughs> and then I was like we don't want to do this again do we So why why are we here still and then he said at the end of the day oh I had a lot of fun let's do this again and I'm just like but why would you say that when clearly you didn't feel it and I didn't feel it just don't say that I don't say that I just go it was really nice to meet you thank you for today and then you just part ways and you never speak to each other ever again And I would be fine with that. I've done that before and that's okay. I find it really strange when someone says to you, let's do this again, when there is no intention of doing it again. You know what I mean? I find that really odd. So yeah, I mean, I got kimchi out of it and I had this kimchi grilled cheese sandwich which I made at home. So I was really grateful for that, to be honest. It was delicious kimchi and I'd love to be in contact with him. So again, actually, I didn't realise he also gave me food as well, um, which potentially could have led to something really beautiful but alas that was probably the last time that I'll taste this kimchi <laughs> and okay most recently and caveat that I did break tier three rules in going over to someone's house so I basically went on a dumpling and noodle date where again this was someone who is semi-known in the media um and then like I've seen him in a few documentaries and stuff like that so he's not famous but he's like just known so I don't know how this keeps happening maybe it's just like the city center of Manchester you just come across more people such as this it's so so random anyway so we met firstly at the Chinese supermarket and I took him around the Chinese supermarket, we bought loads of like ingredients to make dumplings and noodles and first impressions, I was like, oh my God, he is so attractive. He seems really warm and friendly and welcoming and like, you know, pay for everything despite the fact that we were gonna split like making, we're gonna eat it together basically, but he bought loads of like ingredients that he could use afterwards. So he was like, no, 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 you know, it's, it's gonna be at my flat, so I'll buy it. And I was like, oh, I really appreciate that. And he seemed really courteous. But at the end of that date, we hugged, and then he was like, oh, stop being so shy. And I was like, what? I don't think, I didn't think I was being shy, but maybe I was a little bit because I did um, think he was attractive, like really hot. And then I just thought like, oh, I really want to get to know this guy better. So the next day I went over to his flat and um, we had all the ingredients ready and we talked a lot about our air fryers. He'd just bought one. And so we were getting really excited about that. And then he was like, oh, just let you know, I'm going to put some of these stories on the gram of me making this food. And I was like, yeah, of course, that's fine. But I did not realise how much he would actually spend the time in putting it on the gram. So he had basically like a gimbal thing which is where you put your phone into it and then you can film yourself hands-free that was basically out the entire time every single process was documented and then like I basically got to the point where I was acting as if I was like well he basically wanted me as a prop and a a production runner so I was doing things like helping him light the shots (laughs) and then every time I talked or I was in shot he would tell me to move out of the way and stop talking and I was just like the audacity the absolute audacity and it got to the point where I was not enjoying it anymore like it had lost its he had lost his appeal because he was so focused on the gram so focused on the gram And I was like, this makes total sense. You work as a TV journalist person, like you're used to having the camera on you. This makes total sense. I am literally here to make the food and teach you what to do and be your lighting assistant. (laughs) It was so weird. It was so weird. Um, And yeah, after that night, I knew that I didn't want to see him again. My attraction for him, despite the fact that he was like insanely attractive, um, you know, ticks every box in the physical sense. That is a massive, massive, massive deal breaker for me. Massive deal breaker. Like if you can't even be off your phone for a few hours on a first date as well, no, and like, fair enough, if you wanted to like, you know, check on something on your phone or text someone back, that is completely cool with me, you know, but if, I, if it was me, I would be apologetic about it, I wouldn't be like, you know, this is the norm type of thing. And like another weird thing as well, so he we, u- we were using his iPad for a noodle recipe, and on his wallpaper, he had a photo of himself. And then as his phone background, he had another photo of himself. And then I, I took the piss out of him. I was like, why have you got a photo of yourself? <laughs> Lol. Um, and then he was like, well, what else am I going to have? Like, <laughs> I don't have any, like, significant others. And I'm like, there's so many more things. There's so many more things that could be your phone background. Do we, do we agree? Is that not weird? Do you have a photo of yourself as your background? I I just found that really odd. Like, you could just have it as the default iPhone setting or you could have, I don't know, a picture of your favourite artwork, picture of you and your family together, picture of your baby cousin, picture of food, anything. There are so many more options other than just a photo of yourself. (laughs) I thought that really weird, you know, like he was fine, he wasn't problematic that night apart from being on the phone and telling me to shut up and also um, just Yeah, exploiting me for my dumpling and noodle knowledge, even though I don't have that many, and I had to refer to recipes anyway. But yeah, I think he knew, I think he knew. We've had the chat since though, and we've decided like, let's just be friends. And I think that is a a good course to take. He wants to return the favor and cook me something Jamaican um, because that's where his family's from, that's where he's from. Um, But I don't know whether I can go through with that level of content creation. And that's so funny because I work in this world. Like you know, I've been with influencers who vlog their entire day, and even that is not that exhausting. Like the people that like I know who do that as a job, vlog daily. They they don't have the camera out all the time. They probably do it like for a total of a half an hour the whole day, and then at the end of that day as well. So when we sat down finally, we cleaned up everything together. The food was great. Really enjoyed it. We sat down on a sofa, and then he was like okay, just watch something on Netflix whilst I'm just going to spend some time just uploading these stories onto my Instagram. So he spent, I kid you not, an extra 30 minutes just sat there trimming down the videos and like basically taking the piss out of me for talking on those videos. Be like, oh, you're talking here. I need to cut this down. And I was just like, this is so weird. So he was trimming down the videos and then he was uploading them and he was like, what caption shall I put with this? Blah, blah, blah. Oh my God, like people already messaging me, I've got five DMs already, I was like, you have, you have 1000 followers, please calm down, and he said to me, because I took the piss out of him again for it, and he said to me, oh, if it's not harming anyone, then I don't see the issue with it, and I was thinking, yeah, it's not harming me right now, but it's not leaving a great impression of you for me, you know, like you have set the precedent. If you're going to do this on a first date where, you know, you want to put your best foot forward and you're trying to impress one another, what are you going to be like when we're in a relationship or if we ever got into a relationship? What are you like in a relationship? Um, So that was a very enlightening experience. And in a way kind of prefer those dates over very mediocre boring dates because at least there is something to talk about and we we did have very interesting discussions about race about politics about the world when he wasn't on his phone but when he was just completely completely put me off him completely um so this just goes to show that what have I learned from that first impressions are not Everything, the first impression of him was great, but that facade very very quickly faded away very quickly twenty four hours later faded away just not just not someone that like I think I want to be with at all um but alas, you know, I think I made a friend out of it. I would hang out with him again as a friend, and I will probably say this to him as a friend, so aside from all of that, I just wanted to creep back on here. I, I am I'm almost in two minds as well whether to promote this or not or whether we just silently, silently upload this and see whether anyone notices. <laughs> Cause it's been a while and I feel like I you know you get that fear of like, oh are people going to like actually still care about the podcast or not? Um but anyway, regardless of whether they do or they don't like that's not the reason why I'm doing this. Like one of the reasons why I stopped is because I started to feel like it was become very laborious and Today was one of the first days where I felt like actually very motivated to do this because I felt like I had so much to talk about and I almost kind of like doing this as a surprise rather than building up to like a launch, not a surprise, god fucking hell that's egotistical as if like people are gonna be like oh my god I'm so shocked but almost like you know just not telling anyone about it not making it into a big deal because it literally is this is such a small platform it literally is just me talking about stuff that comes on my mind at whatever time it's very very loose loose and fancy free also one great thing to come out of 2020 was the movement that was sparked by a master chef Contestant who basically, you know, was very, very damaging to East and Southeast Asian food. They called themselves an Asian specialist. Um, they said a lot of like problematic things, acted very defensively. I'll probably talk about this like in depth, but I know that and other podcasts such as Chinese Chippy Girl have talked about it and Crazy Brit Asians have talked about it. So if you want the full lowdown, go over to their podcasts. Um, but From that came an incredible movement by Anna Chan and Georgie Ma, who started ECEATS, the hashtag ECEATS, which has been an incredible, incredible, very organic movement, reactive movement from something that was so, so damaging to the community. And so I now follow this hashtag called hashtag ECEATS on Instagram, and it's essentially celebrating our food. It's brilliant. I love it so much. I love seeing all the posts that come up. I love just like looking at what people eat. Um, it's just makes total sense. And we've seen quite a few different allies sponsoring it, not sponsoring, promoting it as well and talking about it, which I think is really, really nice to see. Um, so if you haven't checked it out on Instagram, just Google the hashtag. Oh, not Google. Go on Instagram and type in hashtag ECEATS. E-S-E-A-EATS and just marvel at all the captions talking about the history of the food, why it's so important to them, all the amazing photos, like it will blow you away. And it's a really lovely, lovely way of celebrating our community. So that's all i really wanted to say, to be honest, is there a comeback? I don't know. We shall see. I have been planning stuff loosely, I would say, um, but I just wanted to just say hi, really, and let you know that we're going to be doing stuff this year. We're going to be chatting more. We're going to be... We're going to be ourselves. We're just going to be ourselves. And that includes talking about sex. Oh, yes. So, that's it. I'm going to just sign off here. And I really hope that whatever this year brings, you are happy in whatever you do being more loud, being more outspoken, being yourself, being happy, also feeling sad and shit at times, we're all here for that, so yeah, drop me a message if you've listened to this because I think I'm not going to promote it, I'm just going to put it out there slowly and just see whether people notice or not, that's also cool. That's also fine. But if you have and you've listened right to the very end, thank you so much. And I will see you very soon. Bye bye.